Happy to welcome you back to the Hurricane Hotline, kicking things off for 2022. And joining us now from the ACC Network, former Clemson offensive lineman, now analyst Eric McLean. And Emac, thank you for being with us. And you're you're on the ACC tour, so a great time of the year. Yeah, thank you so much, brother. It's been an unbelievable road trip and, and, you know, personally getting to go to seven of these great institutions that we have in the ACC, but always a, a special place in my heart for the hurricane. So I was super excited to be down there with you guys. All right, let's jump on that one for a moment. We'll go around the ACC with you, but you were here at the University of Miami, saw you in Coral Gables. Uh, what were your thoughts? What were your impressions? Yeah, really, it, it, it starts with Coach Cristobal. I mean, the, the intensity, the love, the passion that he has for the game of football is it's inspiring, man. It, it truly is. And, and I've said this many times before, but I just don't know how if you're a recruit, if you're a guy, you know, in the transfer portal, especially if you're an offensive lineman, how you don't want to play for that guy. I mean, it's just, he's one of the best and, you know, super excited to see how that translates to the football field. But when I looked at Miami, man, it really confirmed a lot of the, you know, things that I I thought going into that trip and and seeing that stacked running back room and and the growth from the offensive line, although Zion Nelson was, you know, recovering and, and still getting back to his self, but man, it looks like a solid unit that's going to be much improved. And, you know, just the offensive identity, behind Tyler Van Dyke and, and with Coach Gaddis, uh, you know, kind of that blend between Michigan and Oregon and really what is this ultimately going to look like that will be this Miami offense? There have been plenty of games, I, I hate to admit this, where I looked at my partner, big games, and Miami and Alabama, Miami-Clemson, and, and the teams would come out on the field and I would say to my partner, Don, I think we just lost the weigh-in. Where do you think Miami is roster-wise? When you take a look at them, the eye test, are they starting to pass the eye test? You know, I think they're they're going in the right direction. They're, they're going in the right direction. When you look at the, the ones and the guys that are going to run out there first, certainly the, the answer is yes. But then behind them, can you continue to build? And obviously, Coach Cristobal and his staff did a great job in the portal. Uh, right on that defensive line, Coach Steele, and he said how excited he is about some of the, the guys that they're able to go out and get and you know bring into Miami in the transfer portal and how much that will help. Uh, but just continuing to build that depth uh, in recruiting in the portal, and obviously Miami has had unbelievable success in this you know first go round you know for this staff and, and Coach Cristobal that I think it's going to continue to grow and to build that. You know, two, two and a half years from now, we're looking at this team as one of the prettiest and one of the, you know, ones that when, when they walk off the bus, when they get off the plane, you're like, okay, these guys, these guys can play. Eric McLean is our guest from the ACC Network. Eric and the crew were here earlier this week at the University of Miami. Uh, Emac, when you when you look at the University of Miami and you're, you're on the Green Tree practice field, you're going around the ACC, uh, where, where does Miami stack up in terms of of their, their facilities, and then, of course, you, you spoke with uh, Dan Radakovich, you know him from Clemson, and, and then throw in, throw in there his vision for what football will look like at Miami. Yeah, super excited for Dan. You know, obviously I've known him very, very well, uh, you know, in, in the last couple of years, last handful of years at Clemson, and the vision that he has for Miami and really why he took the job and, and thinking that it was an unbelievable opportunity to, to go and to, you know, get the U back to what it should be and get it to the standard that it should be playing at. And, and that 
you know, starts, uh, you know, with, with having the facilities to do so. That starts with having the guys to, you know, being able to go out there and play at the very high level, which obviously the staff is is doing. So I'm really excited for the plans that the indoor facility, the meeting rooms that they have now are exceptional. But I know that that is going to take it truly to another level uh, when they get that forever home, uh, as, as Dan likes to say, uh, you know, for the Hurricanes, for football. It, it's going to be a, a beautiful sight. How does Van Dyke match up with other quarterbacks you've seen? Yeah, he's up there, man. You know, I, I think Leary is is number one from NC State. I think he's right at, you know, number two now, especially that, that Sam Hartman is, is out indefinitely. He just has a rocket launcher of an arm. He has control. He's a competitive guy. He wants to win, you know, every single drill that, that the team is doing. And, you know, so, so impressive to see that. And, you know, just to be able to sit down with him. And we did a little interview and, you know, kind of a fun feature of a couple of plays where I was able to just dive inside of his brain and see how he sees things, how he reacts to things. And, you know, really was impressed by the way he prepares and knows, you know, that things are going to happen before, you know, they actually do out on that field. So I think that he, he still, you know, has a, a high ceiling. I think he still has a ways that he can grow and, and get much better, but man, he, he's a very intriguing prospect. Cannot wait to see him and what he does as you know, very well, you know, finishing the, the season on the run that he was. I mean, six 300-yard games in a row, six, you know, three touchdown-plus games in a row. He really lit it up uh, once he got the full keys to the car. Uh, now just how can he build on that? The momentum that he is going to have going into this year is it's going to be really, really fun to keep your eye on. 20 touchdowns against three interceptions in the final six games. Pretty good. It's pretty good. He, he makes the decisions. He doesn't put the ball in jeopardy. Um, it, it's going to be tested, I think, a little bit as he finds his new weapons. Obviously, Charleston Rambo and Mike Harley, that's a lot of production that's gone. Uh, but I think within this offense, with those two monster tight ends and getting the running backs involved as well in the passing game, we, we, we saw what um, you know Rooster was able to do there towards the end of the season as he was involved in the passing game. I, I think it's something that can – you know, really be special. And if, if three, four, you know, guys step up in the receiving room, you feel really, really good about it. Uh, the experts have picked Miami to win the Coastal. This is the last year that we're going to have two divisions. But inside the Coastal, who will be the next most dangerous team next to Miami? Yeah, for, for me, it's it's still Pittsburgh, man. They're, they're loaded. And I know they lost Kenny Pickett, you know, to the NFL draft, the first quarterback taken. I know that they – you know, lost Jordan Addison and who, who went to USC, you know, all that deal. But everybody else is, is there. That whole defense is back. The the offensive line, all five, the, the stable of running backs, um, you know, some really key threats in the passing game are all there. And if Keaton Slovis can step up and, and do a sliver of what we saw him, uh, you know, do his freshman year at USC, they're, they're going to be really dangerous. So I cannot wait. I don't want to fast forward through the season or anything here, but that last game, Pitt-Miami, that might be a play-in game, you know, to, to, to head to the ACC championship in Charlotte. Yeah. Miami has their work cut out in November. They've got Florida State, Clemson, and Pittsburgh. That's how the that's that's how Miami finishes the season. <laughs> hey, that, that's when you play your best ball. So I bet, you know, we're joking about it, but they're probably happy to see those guys then, uh, just knowing that, man, that, that's where you want to be peaking. That's where you want to be at playing your best ball and, you know, going into the postseason, going into hopefully what will be a championship run feeling really, really strong, really good. 
What's going on with North Carolina? Two years ago, Mac Brown has them in the championship hunt, has them in the Orange Bowl game here in South Florida. Last year, they really, really struggled. Yeah, they, they lost so much production from that Orange Bowl run. I mean, you're talking about two marquee running backs that you know, are, are doing damage in the NFL and, and playing at a extremely high level that were gone. And, and to add to that, you know, a trio of wide receivers that, you know, went on, two went on to the next level, uh, the, the other stopped playing football. So when it, when I see that and, and maybe the expectations were, were just too high, maybe the, the uh, you know, the, the things that we put on them and what we thought that they were going to do without that, you know, just wasn't fair, although Sam Howe was back. So this is a team that, man, I just felt like there was a chip on their shoulder when I went down there and watched them practice that they have, you know, the body types, that defensive line is loaded with five stars. It just comes down to can they take the next step and can they be the the, the ball players that we think they can. And so seeing that, fight, figuring out who their quarterback is going to be, they have a couple of options in, in Criswell and May that are both a little bit different and unique in their own right. So who's going to be the guy that ultimately steps up? Uh, we, we'll find out very early as I head there for week zero uh, as they play FAMU. So excited to, to see them up close in person. Eric McLean is our guest, ACC Network. Uh, I saw your show at Clemson, and I saw Dabo. He's very excited, uh, very energetic, very confident. Uh, you, if, you, if you look at their roster, you almost don't want to play them. They're loaded, especially on defense. No, that, that defense, man, it, it's scary. You know, I, I had pretty uh, high expectations of what I thought that was going to look like. Uh, just based on a year ago and, and the guys that they had coming back and the, the, the natural growth that you do see. And, man, that they, they succeeded my expectation that they play at a very high level on the defensive side of the ball, even with losing you know one of the best defensive coordinators ever in, in Brett Venables. So when, when I see that, the linebacking core is faster. They're more athletic. They, they can really fit a lot of schemes where a year ago – they might have to substitute or get different guys on the field. Those guys can now stay on the field uh, and just be in different different situations. So that obviously makes them very dangerous. Cornerback was another you know position that I, I was concerned with. When you lose two All ACC type guys, uh, that there's always going to be a little hesitation. But Clemson just really reloaded at that position and recruited well, develops well in the defensive backfield. So that defense is going to be one of the best in the country and certainly an amazing test for Tyler Van Dyke as they, uh, as the Tigers welcome them to Death Valley in November. Will uh, DJ hold on to that quarterback spot? You know, it, it'll be interesting. I think there's a, a nice little healthy competition. I still think it's, it's DJ's job by, by, you know, every stretch of the imagination there, but, you know, Cade's pushing him, and he's a young man that, that you know, didn't come to Clemson to necessarily sit, and uh, you know, he's a very talented player, but, you know, DJ DJ has that as well. So I think at the end of the day, it's who can be consistent, who can win this, you know, team, uh, you know, football games, and, and if and when, you know, Cade gets his opportunity, uh, you know, what does he do when it's real bullets flying and, and in a big-time football game, not just a practice? we got to talk about Florida State, Miami's arch rival. Uh, Florida State beat Miami a year ago. Mike Norvell, third year for him. Where, where does Florida State stand right now? Yeah, you know, I, I think similar to Miami in that, the fact that they have guys, but they're they're in that first team. And once you get past that, it, it's a little bit of drop-off. And, and, you know, they obviously continuing to recruit at a high level. Um, 
man, the start of their season was, was abysmal. And we thought that that thing was really, you know, the wheels were just going to fall off, but they found a way that those players rallied that that coaching staff, you know, didn't let them just fall to the wayside. And I thought that was a very, very impressive way to, you know, wrap your season. I think they went five and two down the stretch there and, and just had guys stepping up, had guys in leadership positions, do the things necessary and, and figuring out their identity offensively, you know, really running the football and, you know, how electric of a player Jordan Travis can be uh, obviously lost some guys on the defensive line. They're going to have to find new pieces. And I think Jared first uh, is certainly going to be one, a transfer from Albany there uh, to, to get them really going. So it, it's going to be a good team. I, I think they still have a little bit of a ways to go, but you know, there, there's no question that, the ACC needs Miami, needs Florida State, needs Virginia Tech. You know, all those nice football brands that we have uh, to, to, to be back competing for some type of championship. You just led right into my next question. Because right now the offseason has been dominated by the SEC and the Big Ten and whether or not the ACC can stay together. And the ACC would be in a lot better, in a better position if Miami and Virginia Tech and Florida State were winning. On the other hand, if they're all winning, somebody's got to lose. That's, that's right. <laughs> Somebody, only one can be king, but you know, you'd like to maybe see it uh, alternate maybe. But I think ultimately, you know, this this season, um, you know, the ACC is getting that respect, you know, in the, in the preseason polls and, and from the coaches and in the media. We just saw, you know, five teams ranked in the initial top 25. I think the, the biggest question mark of those teams is certainly going to be Wake Forest and Sam Hartman. Uh, you know, how, how quickly can he rejoin the team and the severity of, of his situation is still unknown. Um, so other than that, man, we, we've got a really nice shot with the four teams, uh, you know, in, in Clemson, in Miami, in Pittsburgh and NC State uh, to really make some noise. And, and can they do the things necessary out of conference first? Uh, which we know how important that is. You, you got to go fly that flag. Um, and man, I, I can't think of a bigger bullseye, a bigger opportunity uh, than Miami traveling to Texas A&M, I believe week three. Um, man, how fun that's going to be. And what an opportunity for this league. And of course, for Miami. I, I know you got to travel up to Bristol. I'll hit you up with this for the final thing. You know, we, we talk about uh, getting Miami better and getting Florida state better and Virginia tech. And, and to me, there's one simple answer. Uh, th those three have gotten beat because they've lost the recruiting battles in their state. Yes. Miami and Florida State have lost the state of Florida too often. And Virginia, Virginia Tech, when they used to dominate, it was in that Tidewater area yep. of Virginia. And all three of them are losing recruits to the Southeastern Conference. If the ACC wants to get better, they got to out-recruit the SEC. Yeah, that's absolutely right. I'd even say for Virginia Tech, you know, they're losing to North Carolina. You know, North yeah. Carolina has put a put a fence around Virginia and, and taken every great player, you know, from that state, from the seven five seven, from the Tidewater and Richmond areas. You know, that they've done a great job of of securing that. Coach Brent Pry has to throw up you know a border around that state and say these are our guys. You know, Florida State, Miami need to throw up, uh, you you know, around the state of Florida, which there's so many unbelievably deep pockets of talent in that state and say, these are our guys. And, and I will say the one thing that I, I found with coach Cristobal and, and the, um, the, the compilation of his staff is man, that they've got a great, great net that they can cast around the country. So though, although it is very important to lock down Florida, 
you know, these guys are going to be going other places and getting the top talent. It just comes down to winning and how attractive that can be to, to any and everyone, you know, that you want to come and play for the University of Miami. There's no question. I've always said uh, we love our talent here, but there are great players everywhere. And Miami's had Miami's had great players from other states. They've had great players from everywhere. I would also say uh, Mario Cristobal of the teams we just mentioned, I won't put you in this position, but when it comes to recruiting, he might have the upper hand if you take a look at the track records. That's right. That's right. And excited to see it. Excited to see the growth uh, for Miami. And, and just, again, I can't emphasize enough. I know everybody listening knows this, but he is, he is Miami and nobody can sell that thing better than him. Nobody can tell you how meaningful the U is more than him. A guy that has lived it and breathed it for his entire life. Um, this is the pinnacle. This is the mountaintop. And I know he treats that as such. And man, just can't wait to see how this thing unfolds for him and for this staff and for Miami. Eric, thanks so much for being with us. It was good to see you. Uh, best of luck. We'll be, we will be watching you on the ACC network. Appreciate you, brother. Hope we get back down to Coral Gables soon, my man. Thank you. All right, that's Eric McLean. We'll continue on the show right after this.